to Cinebabble episode 22. Uh, this is Ken, and across from me, as always, is Clint. Say yes. hi to everyone, hi. Clint. I'm here. How are you feeling this week, Clint? I'm in a much better place. I can tell. I'm your, in a good headspace. Your face is beaming. It's like a ray of light <laughs> shining at me. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, I'm I feeling feel much it. better. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You're doing all right? Yeah. Do you, do you like my outfit? I've gone full Morton Joe. I just figured <laughs> it's time. Just yeah. get ahead of the curve. Let's Mad Max this thing right into the post-apocalyptic future. Yeah. And I uh, like your mohawk. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on it. I, yeah. I was it's, going for a blood of children look kind of along yeah. the ground there. Yeah. Yeah. It's standing up nice and straight. Yeah. yeah. I thought A so. lot of authority behind it. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm surviving this yeah. apocalyptic nightmare at, at home and watching lots of things, trying to stay busy. That's good. Cleaning the tub. Yeah. Have yeah. your your wife and you uh, gone to war yet? <laughs> no, for the most part, we're <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Well, we're we're pretty like secluded people already. Yeah. So we're this is like just extended weekend, really. This is but, like introvert Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to turn ugly at some point, but yeah. we're doing okay at right now. At some point, when yeah. people start fighting for rice and grocery <laughs> store aisles, <laughs> which is funny now, but, yeah. you know, not too far removed from things. Yeah, when you have your teeth around a stranger's neck, you'll... <laughs> <laughs> your teeth. Hey, it's going to get dark, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Clint, I got to share this with you. Okay. Uh, we got an email this week. And our first, is this a mailbag or just, uh, it's not a full okay. mailbag segment. Uh, I'm saving up some good ones for, okay. for later. Uh, but this one, uh, Jessica and Dylan got primal. Uh, yeah, they are ready to prime it forward, but they sent in their impressions of primal. Yes. Uh, and here's what they said. Dylan said, I was really hoping this would be a so bad it's good type of movie. Yeah. But it was mostly just boring yeah. and poorly made. <laughs> yes. There was more than one scene where people were acting as though they thought they were shooting coverage for another actor. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and uh, what they were doing would not make the final cut anyway. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage was also unnecessarily antagonistic to the government agents when they first met, really dialing it up to 11 in low-stake scenes. Yeah. Very true on mm-hmm. that one. And when he needed to go big when things were hitting the fan, he was more subdued. It yeah. It made no sense. Finally, I'll just say actors need to just take a step back and try their best to age gracefully. It was yes. looking it was looking like a wax museum <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> oh man, I was trying to be kind about everyone on that, but I just, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> and also correct that it feels like most of that was supposed to be on the cutting room floor, and they're like, we don't have enough. <laughs> Let's, we got to pad this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Jessica says, uh, take it easy with my cat. <laughs> this movie was certainly something. Unfortunately, we watched it while I had a migraine. I'm sorry, Jessica. Uh, but fortunately, Nick Cage yell talked it right out of my skull. From the first time Cage appeared on screen with his sweaty gut peeking out from <laughs> under his wide brimmed hat, I was unsure. The sweating did not improve throughout the movie. <laughs> I didn't loathe it with the core of my being, but I didn't really like it much either. I don't really know how I feel. I would never put your fingers or anything else in someone's mouth when they're having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> little yeah. bit of a medical tip there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, we're ready to send this gem of a movie on to the next lucky soul. All the best, Dylan and Jessica. So Dylan and Jessica also ask, do we want to send them who gets this next or do we want them to choose I think they should choose. I do too. Oh man, pick somebody that will love slash hate this thing and send it on and uh, just make sure they have our email address so they can let us know what they think. <laughs> I so, love it. I love it. I want to <laughs> I want to see how far this and thing I'm goes. And I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I apologize. <laughs> All right. So Clint, what you watching about this week? What you watching about? Well, there's a lot of time on my hands here, Ken. So I have a list, but I'm only going to whittle it down to two. Okay. Um, so I watched a film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, um, on, that's you can find that on Hulu. Hulu. Right it now, just right? Yeah, they just put it up on Hulu. Lots of good buzz about this movie. Yeah, this was on a bunch of people's top for the year. Yeah. Um, directed by Celine uh, Sciamma. Um, she wrote, did you ever see the animated flick that came out, I think last year called, um, my life is a zucchini. I had heard of it. Yeah. I hadn't watched it. It was good. It was like a stop motion thing. It's, um, kind of a shorter, th- um, movie, but 
it's really well done, really emotional, um, like a boy at a um, an, or- at an orphanage. But mm-hmm. it's it's really well done. But she wrote that, and she did a movie called Girlhood from 2014 and Tomboy from 2011. I did see Tomboy. Did you? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen either of those, but I know they're like they're all really well regarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a in France in 1770. There's a character named Marianne who's a painter, and she's hired by this family to come and do the portrait, wedding portrait, for a character named um, Hios, Hiosi? It's French, so. Sure. Yeah. Um, you are not French. I am not French, and I do not pretend to be French. Plot twist. Yes. This whole time you thought I was, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so she's hired to do this portrait, but she is... Um, very reluctant to get married. She doesn't want to get married. So um, Marianne has to paint her in like pro- like secret. So she, during the day, she's just hanging out with her and she's like studying her for at night. She'll go back to her room and start painting her because um, it's the last thing before she's sent off to be married. She has to send this portrait off to the man who's going to marry her. And, uh, but it's just about their relationship that forms and it, the, their romance and um, it's really, it's a very quiet film. It's mm-hmm. very, it's a beautiful film. It takes place like on this secluded island. So there's like, it's just very silent and quiet and um, very little music. It's very much atmosphere. And both of them are fantastic. And I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, it's, it's very, a very quiet movie. It's definitely one I wanted to see yeah. after I had read about it. Is that one we should be covering next week? I or? don't know if it's like we would have a whole lot to say about okay. it. And that's not a, a like fault of the film at all. It's just a very simple, quiet film. And character study. Kind character of study and just about their romance that comes together. Okay. And uh, it's very beautiful and it's very well done. But okay. I, I definitely recommend watching it. Okay, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Complete opposite of this beautiful little <laughs> art house film. All right. Jenny and I totally flew through watching uh, this new Netflix documentary series called The Tiger King. Yep. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I have heard so oh. much about it. This film, this show has made me question my entire life whether I am living to my full potential. <laughs> Should I have cages full of tigers? Should I have a blonde mullet? Should I be a gay cowboy with two husbands? These are all questions I'm now asking myself. There's probably a big no to all of them, but it <laughs> it is really a wild ride to watch this show. Okay. It's super enjoyable. Everybody is like a character like if you wrote them for a film, you'd be like, "Nah, it's it's too big. It's too big. It's Joe Dirt on like meth to like the I don't know, it's just it's a crazy show." But I really enjoyed it. If you're not hooked by the first episode, um then there's something wrong with you. Okay. Um, I had known about the story of him. There's other podcasts I listen to that like he's a frequent um, story that comes up, but he it's it's a wild. So yeah, okay. check it out. Yeah, I had added it to my queue. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. So you're you're way ahead. <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, no, that's it. I, no? I mean, well, okay. I have watched a bunch of their stuff, but I'm not gonna okay. bore you with it. Okay. So. The only thing I've really gotten to, other than what we're we're covering this week is Ozark. And mm. I am not far in it at all. Yeah. It's a show I already love. Right. So, you know, I'm already hard biased on the side of I'm gonna love this thing. Uh two episodes in, there's already been at least three fantastic kind of scene stealer scenes. Mm. Uh, and just been really enjoying it. So yeah. I'm going to keep plowing through that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot to say right this second without going into why I love the first two seasons. Right. Uh, but I, I just, I've been enjoying it. I like I like Jason Bateman's eye and, and kind of what he does creatively with things. The right or the left? The left. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, the right me. eye, I mean, you know. It's, it's always a little bloodshot. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, it's if you've never seen Ozark start at season one, there there is no time like the Corona present to binge through a series like this. Uh, And it'll definitely make you feel better about your life. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Tiger King will do the same. Will it? Yeah. Okay. So we just need to watch more fiction and nonfiction where it's... Mm -hmm. Maybe flip from one episode to the other. (laughs) Just like Tiger King to kind of lighten it up a little bit. All right. Well, I don't know. 
But that's all you've been watching. That's all I've been watching. Huh. Yeah, I've been I've been crazy busy, uh, running in circles. So yeah, I've got all kinds of things up in the air. Uh, I did. I have ended up watching a couple of the Marvel movies back through. Yeah. Um, we have somebody staying at our house uh, that has never seen any of the Marvel movies. Oh. And so our son has been uh, dragging this person through the entire MCU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I duck down occasionally when it's one of my favorites. I mm-hmm. just watched Infinity War last night. And I sat there just like, this is this is the perfect comic book movie for me. It's mm-hmm. just, it's perfect in almost every way. Can I uh, step back into Ken's unpopular Where, opinion? Ken's unpopular opinion, where you ripped apart poor Christopher Nolan. Ken has opinions, and we might disagree. These are Ken's unpopular opinions. It was disgusting, Clint. It was disgusting. I will this say this is the history of revisionist, and this is revision. one of the reasons that we're not having a mailbag this week. I already have a pile of emails <laughs> with unbelievably passionate defenses. Of Christopher Nolan. And uh Well, you're gonna have one right in front of you because <laughs> stepping back into this world for a minute, I rewatched Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Okay. And I thoroughly disagree with you on everything. Okay. Before you caught me off guard with that, I hadn't watched quite a few of these films in a while. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you must have been so sleep deprived, or you've been I don't know what's wrong with you, but I totally disagree with you. Okay. I still thoroughly enjoy both those films. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. do. I, I, more unpopular opinion, I think Batman Begins is a better film than The Dark Knight now. You are wrong on that. <laughs> so, You're really wrong. I'm sorry. Dark Knight has uh, several better scenes than Batman Begins, but as an overall film, the third act really loses me in Dark Knight the more I watch it. The Dark Knight is way more of a consistent film, though. I will agree with that. I will definitely agree with that. I it, think... Uh, it knows what it is a little little better. I think Batman Begins, I still really like it, but I think it's still trying to play too much into the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's... I don't know. It's. I really enjoy in Dark Knight how it's just thoroughly rooted in this world, in the real world, and it just feels so much more, uh, like consistent and um, it seems like Christopher Nolan has more of a sure footing in what he's doing. So I I just, um, my problem when I go back to the dark Knight is I don't feel like it's a movie that knows much what to do with Batman. Uh, It's, it's very much a Joker film. And I think when Joker's on screen, it's excellent when it's Bruce and Batman, there's some good stuff there, particularly when he's with Alfred. Uh, Michael Caine just absolutely kills it as Alfred. Um, but I, I, I think what it comes back to for me, and maybe it's not a Christopher Nolan thing, maybe my unpopular opinion is the casting of Christopher Nolan movies. There's something about Christian Bale. I think he's that, great. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I don't know. I usually adore Christian the Bale. The only thing, I mean, I and I never really liked it from the beginning, is just the voice he yeah. does. I think it's better in Batman Begins because he's not quite as off. Like, he's not doing it as much. Yeah, Batman Begins is more of a this and, yeah, well, really and when he's with Rachel, he doesn't do it as much. Yeah. So there's scenes where he's not doing it, and that's when it works. And this one, he's doing it a lot. Um, but I think he's good. I think I really don't think, I, and I'm saying this for even for um, the new one coming out, I don't think anybody can be a good Batman. Maybe. Because, because you're just so much, you're in the mask. You, you can't emote properly. Maybe that's what it is. It's I, I see everything. Everything gets compared to Kevin Conroy in the Batman animated series for me. Yeah, um, which is all voice. I mean, it's right, and he doesn't have nothing ha- there he other can, than voice. Right, and that's and he didn't have to worry about doing it in a mask, which I feel yeah. like that completely like changes how you act. It definitely stuff. makes Christian Bale nasally. Yeah, um, and it's just the sheer construction of the mask is mm-hmm. squeezing his face weird. And I think in definitely in Dark Knight, it's it's a lot better with when they fix the neck problem. Mm-hmm. So that helps um, with how he's be able to move and like act and uh but i just i don't know if anybody can really do an on screen i think i don't think ben affleck was good no i don't i just think there's a lot of <laughs> logistical problems behind being batman yeah i thought ben affleck uh, was a good uh bruce wayne and i thought uh, as far as physically he looked like a, a very dark knight-esque yeah. uh, comic book dark knight batman but again when he would talk and jawline and there just wasn't a lot there. Yeah. 
but maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just, it's difficult for anybody to, to fill th- that. Yeah. But I was glad, I was glad to have been kind of pushed into watching this again because it's been a few years yeah. and it was nice to see that I still do enjoy a lot of them. I mean, my opinion of comic book movies has changed throughout the years. So I definitely probably didn't enjoy them as much as when I first saw them. Because mm-hmm. like when I saw Dark Knight in the theater, that was like a spiritual experience. Because it was just like, wow, they did something with a comic book book movie this radical and interesting. And I still think that's there. But it was just the surprise of seeing it at that time is gone. Yeah. Which you can't really get back. Well, and and just to clarify for all the people who wrote in and think that what I was saying is that Christopher Nolan is a bad filmmaker. Uh, Christopher Nolan, even in my uh, unpopular opinion, kind of where he's dropped to, is still head and shoulders above most other directors. Yeah. Uh, these films are still great films. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just that, that initial shine, that sheen that came the first time I saw each one. That's what's lessened. It just, Dark Knight is still a great comic book film. It's just not the the perfect experience that I remember it being when I first saw it. And and that's that's where I am with most of those movies, except for Inception. Uh, I'm, that one's still, that, that one's a, a, I would go out on a limb and say perfect film. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those movies that I was referencing last week where I can't find anything wrong. And every time I go to them, like you could put a gun to my head and I'd be like, uh, yeah, DiCaprio's hair is out of place. I don't know. <laughs> well, I have that experience with most films, really. Like even films I really love, you, it's just taking in that first time, the, the joy of not knowing where it's going to go and the excitement of that and seeing that it actually sticks the landing. Yeah. Like you can't get that back. So I, every movie almost like besides a very few movies diminish a little bit for me so it's just i i I don't know because you just can't get that that back that experience and see i'm the opposite where once i love a film i get really defensive of it and i have a hard time seeing fault with it Mm. because once once i'm in love with it it's just like this movie i remember how it made me feel and don't you dare say anything negative about that movie. Well, I'm the same I way. It's just, it's just that I'm realistic about knowing that I'm not going to enjoy it as much as the first time. Like, I'll still be, like, defensive of it and know that there's a lot of great things. But it's just, I just know from my personal experience, it's just like, I know I'm not going to get the same experience the second time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. All right. Sorry, I did, it was an impromptu. That's okay. Uh, impromptu That's okay. Step back. I'll take the... that punch in the nose. <laughs> You're not alone. Man, never talking about Christopher Nolan again. People no, you lose can. their minds. <laughs> there was there was genuine dad disappointment from people. Yeah, like they used a tone that your dad uses when he's disappointed in how you're growing up. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, dad. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I think, well, uh, sorry to, to cut you off on that, but <laughs> that's, I, that's okay, I Dad. do agree with you. I, he, his filmmaking is in a different world. He's like the perfect good version of like Michael Bay. Do you know what I mean? Where he's making... Send all emails to Clint.Jones. At... <laughs> no, I mean, he makes these big budget action films. Oh, okay. I see you what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's doing the exact same thing Michael Bay does. But he's like the art house version of that, where he knows what he's doing, and it's not like just a (laughs) corporate like grab bag mess of a shine. I don't know. My my feelings about Michael Bay are extreme. I get what you're saying. He goes big and ambitious. Yeah. Um, and you can feel Michael Bay trying to do the same thing. Just Michael Bay doesn't have the ideas. (laughs) He has poor taste. I was going to phrase that much more kindly. (laughs) I, I have no kindness for Michael Bay, so oh, I, it's... And Six no. Underground really burned you. No, it's been every film that Michael <laughs> okay. Bay has ever made. I do not care for Michael Bay. The Rock? No, it's okay. Welcome it, to The Rock. <laughs> I love The Rock. It's fine. It's fine? It's fine. It's better than fine. I don't know about that. When, it's the was... best of what he's probably done. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I watched it like a year and a half ago or something. Oh, really? Yeah. That recently? Yeah. Oh, I can't save you then. <laughs> I don't want saved. I'll, yeah, that's fine. I'll drown on this raft of hating Michael Bay. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I'm not defending Michael Bay. I will defend The Rock. It definitely has some Michael Bayisms that need to go, but oh well. All right. Well, this week we covered <laughs> three films. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Platform, and Platform is a, a Spanish, I would call it a horror film, but it's horror is probably pushing it. It's it's a little more of a, a dramatic post-apocalyptic future yeah. uh, thriller kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but in the future, prisoners are housed in vertical cells in this uh, very strange tower, and inmates in the upper cells are fed while those below starve. And basically, there's this platform in the center of this tower, and it starts at the top with a bunch of supplies, and as it goes downward, those supplies dwindle, and, and at some point, um, kind of the main characters don't really know how deep or how tall the tower is. At some point, the the food completely becomes scarce and non-existent, and mm-hmm. so people eventually starve and die uh, in the base of this prison. And every month or so, uh, people get shuffled from one floor to the next. They can go up, they can go down. It's maybe random, maybe not, and they don't know where they're going to end up next. Maybe they'll be in a better position, maybe in a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Clint, uh, you talked a little bit about last week. What did you think of the platform? I thought it was great. I mean, I was totally in on it. I, I thought it was um, kind of like where Snowpiercer is, where it's this big idea. I don't know. The idea could have been a good idea, but mm-hmm. just executed poorly. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it was executed really well in a really interesting way. Like the just the art design of everything was um, above and beyond what it should have mm-hmm. been. Um, the I think all the actors were really good in it and just elevated the whole experience and um, the directions they choose to take you. I mean, it could have been a very claustrophobic, you're just in this one cell the entire time. Mm-hmm. And the the mechanic of it ever, you being shuffled around made it really interesting because you're not sure where they're going to end up and what experience they're going to have to live through um, on that floor. And so you're just kind of guessing and trying, you're along with that character for w- yeah. where he's going to be. And I, I was totally into it. Yeah. yeah, I I really dug this movie. It was a combination of Cube yeah. and uh it it had a kind of a grimy sense that reminded me a lot of Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Um it had uh, just there there were different elements in there that that reminded me of different things, but at the same time it was all its own. I definitely see the Snowpiercer, particularly the back of the train, front of the train. Yeah, yeah. Uh and how all that was working. Uh, but I, I found myself completely just engaged the whole time. Yeah. I was really locked on to where are we going to next and what's going to happen next and, and what are we going to run into next and how does this all tie together. And a lot like The Room right. that, that we talked about last week, you don't get a lot of explanation. No, you no. You don't get a lot of traditional world building yeah. as far as exposition goes. But at the same time, you get my absolute favorite kind of world building, mm-hmm. which is you get a sense of place. Yeah. You get a, a sense of how this place functions. And you are in the same position as whoever the characters are. Yeah. If there is something they don't know, you don't know it. If mm-hmm. there's something they haven't found out, you haven't found it out either. There's not some magic script moment that comes in and, and kind of explains everything. Right. And side note, if you're somebody who needs things explained, this is not the movie for you. Yeah. Uh, the platform will drive you nuts because it is it is not interested in answers. It's interested in how do people respond to certain high-intensity, high-stress situations. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, I thought it was, it was a really well-done uh, kind of mix of genres. Yeah. Because it had yeah. – Horror and thrillers and comedy yeah. and satire and mm-hmm. all of this stuff, social commentary, right. really wrapped into one. And I, I thought it balanced all that really well. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was impressed by, too, like how it could flow into one thing to the next and it never felt like a, it felt seamless and it fit the moment. And um, I've seen movies that do that well. And I really think it comes down to the main character. Yeah. If the main character is interesting enough and flexible enough as a character, then they can shift into these different tones. Or even if they're more of a stagnant character, the way they react to running into different characters Mm -hmm. that are of different tones, you don't feel like the movie's wobbling. Mm -hmm. You just feel like either the character is wobbling or they're running into all of these different kinds of people. Right. And I thought that functioned really well and that that worked. Yeah. I think it did the great thing too, kind of like Shawshank Redemption, where you're instantly like sympathetic to the person yeah. you're following. 
Um, same with this character where like he he didn't do anything wrong. He kind of yeah. voluntarily went into this situation for the degree. For like, good reason. For good reason. And didn't know what he was walking right. into. Because nobody really knew the yeah. extent of what this prison is like yeah. and the, the system that's in place. Yeah. Um, so you're along with him and you are rooting for him and you're like questioning what would you do in that situation. Um, and I, I really... I, at the world building side of it, I really like the things that they hint at, like yeah. the whole upper floor with the like kitchen and how like you're I'm wondering like how much they know, like about how things aren't really working out how um, it was maybe planned to. And I like how it's just like they're these like world class chefs and they're uh, like putting all their artistry into this food for these prison. Like, and they might think it's like, we're, we're going to give them the best we can. They might be part of the experiment too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're not sure if like, oh, we're just, ta- they're just taunting them with this food or if like they're trying to do their best for these people mm-hmm. and not knowing that it's causing this class warfare of sorts yeah yeah well and and are they a part of the the prison or the experiment are they are they prisoners themselves or are they something else and right it just it asks a lot of interesting questions without asking them out loud right right and I enjoyed that I I I felt like my brain was going in three different directions mm-hmm. every five seconds mm-hmm. uh, and not in an overwhelming way at all I thought it was really well paced yeah and it, it unfolds naturally and well mm-hmm. i like that prisoners are on each floor for for a month yeah uh i think anything less than that it would have felt too chaotic and too rapid fire mm-hmm. now in an alternate reality where hollywood isn't completely shut down for who knows how long <laughs> how long do you think before this would get optioned and remade as oh, a US film? i think by this time next year yeah. Yeah, and I, do I don't depending it never works out quite right other than um was it let the right one in mm-hmm. that one i did enjoy i think the uh the remake quite a bit but it just that was like a luck of the draw by uh, matt reeves getting that now what do you think it is about remakes that that miss it because it seems like foreign films particularly spanish films um korean films japanese films mm-hmm. they they really hit this interesting cultural tone and then when remade even if remade faithfully for the most part it just it's it's almost like americans can't get that same sensitivity or or sensibility or atmosphere that you see in some of these other films well, I think a lot of those films that are remade are like somebody's like passion project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like when you're I thought of that. like all those big like yeah. like old boy is like his passion project. Like it's a film and uh, and with this, it's just like it's kind of like trying to do a sketch of a master like a masterpiece like in a museum. It's like you're not going to get all the way there. It's just a copy of a no ma- matter how much you love that masterpiece. Yeah, the person who painted that masterpiece loved whatever had inspired them even more. Right, and there's this and when you, like there's a natural touch to it. Mm-hmm. Like this is somebody's like his natural touch to it, and then you're just imitating it, mm-hmm. and you're um, maybe taking out elements because of the market you're putting it into. Mm-hmm. And you're putting in actors who are also doing an imitation and their interpretation. And I just think that it's a very hard task to like ask somebody of. Yeah. I don't know. It just it usually never works hmm. for me anyway. Um, but I, I, I thought it was great. I, re- I really liked the pacing of it. I liked, I really liked the element of you can bring an uh, item in with you. Yes. So it was really fun he to see. He had the book. The he other had, guy had the knife. Yeah. It was, it was different. Right. And it's, I really like the ends, that final kind of act of the movie where they're mm-hmm. going to multiple floors and seeing things that people brought in. Like the one guy had a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, how's that going to help you in this situation? <laughs> it's just like something you're holding on to yeah. from your past life. And, but it's just, I thought that was a really good element because it kind of gave everybody a little bit of their personality, even though you're not um, really interacting with that character at all. And I think they did a really good job of every character that he comes in contact with, like on each floor, like each new person that he's kind of stuck with, like you kind of get a sense of that character, depending, even depending on how long you're they're with him, them, um, you still get a sense of who they are. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job with that. 
Yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. I was happy. Yeah, uh, and it's one I think I'll I'll go back and watch again just because I'd I'd like to watch it from the beginning. Yeah, having watched it all the way through mm-hmm. and, and just kind of pick out more of the details and yeah. the subtleties. Yeah, um, I I feel like there's plenty of layers there for sure. Uh, I think I like this one, like we were talking earlier, might get better for me because yeah. there's so much um, that like comes unraveled in mystery and stuff that I, it'll be fun to watch um, from the beginning and yeah. knowing where it's going to going like go like I think movies like that um, do get better for me yeah. um, and um, I'm looking I meant to watch it again before we talked about it since last week but oh well I remember it enough I might double feature it with Snowpiercer that would be sounds, great yeah, yeah. I thought they do feel absolutely could for be sure. the same world yeah um, but like I said last week like watch this in the room that's a good double yeah. feature and then throw snowpiercer on i don't know got yeah. a lot of time to kill so yeah well just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> our second movie you can find on amazon uh and it's guns akimbo or akimbo and it's about miles and this is played by uh, harry potter star <laughs> daniel radcliffe and Miles is a video game developer who inadvertently becomes the next participant in a real-life death match that streams online. He wakes up, and he's got uh, guns bolted to his hands, mm-hmm. physically bolted to his hands. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he is somebody who's good at running away from everything, but that won't help him to outlast Nyx. And that's a killer at the top of her game. Clint, uh, guns akimbo. It was, it was zany. What'd you think? <laughs> I had a good time with it. Yeah. I, I had fun with it. Um, it kind of knew what it was, and I don't think it was a mind-blowing movie. Like, it's not going to change your life, and it's probably not the best version of one of these kind of movies. Yeah. Um, I But I had a good time watching it. I, I have instant love for Daniel Radcliffe in any movie, so that's he's always my in to, like, okay, I'm, I'm, total, I'm buying what he's doing. So that helped. I appreciate that he always picks something different. Yeah. I feel like if it comes across his desk and it's it's weird and different mm-hmm. and not Harry Potter or not the traditional uh, kind of action or drama or yeah. whatever, uh, he's he's more interested in that. And yeah. I love watching just the things that he puts together. And he certainly has not only done a good job of resisting being typecast, mm-hmm. but has really gone out of his way to make an entire career out of not being typecast. Robert Pattinson, yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the common thread there is these are people who are in franchises and they are desperate to not be known as uh, Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter or Edward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or Edward, or they don't want to be these characters for the rest of their career. Right. So uh, why not? Yeah, go Mm -hmm. branch out and do crazy things. And yeah, Guns Akimbo, uh, not not the greatest movie in the world, but it's fun. Yeah. It's it's wacky and um, I I kept feeling like it uh, it was almost a live action Looney Tunes actioner. Yeah. But in a way that some other things like Shoot 'em Up have tried and yeah. Gamer tried. And this felt so much more fun. I enjoy this way more movies. than Shoot 'em Up. Yeah. 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 I thought this was the more fun and visually interesting version of like a John Wick movie yeah. for me. And I, I, I don't care for those movies, but I did like this. Because yeah. it, it kind of knew more about what it was and it had fun with what it was and i enjoyed the the gun action and all that uh more than because it was just like you said like a looney tunes version well, of and it this one had a sense of comedy to it he's yeah. got the guns bolted to his hands he yeah. can't do functional things yeah <laughs> with his hands because yeah. these stupid guns are in the way and i love that uh-huh. i love that it wasn't just implants that popped out of his arms or something like that right it gave him difficulty being able to do things mm-hmm. and i even that let, lent itself to kind of this world that's surrounding him where they don't care if he can open a car door or drive. They just yeah. want him to shoot things. Right. Well, and they don't expect them to survive it. Right. So they didn't really care. They're like, oh, well, you kind of dissed us. So yeah. we're going to throw you into this meat grinder and yeah. see how long you last. You can't open doors. So you might not last very long. But I thought um, Samara Weaving was really good as Nick's from um, Ready or Not, which she was good in that too. And it's kind of fun that she's, I don't know, doing all these kind of... This felt like it gave her way more to have fun with. Yeah. 
for sure. Ready or not, everybody else got to have fun, mm-hmm. but she was kind of the, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just trying to survive the night. I'm mm-hmm. the normal person. This family is crazy. Until the end where she right. kind of, but. But and, this, yeah. she just gets to to choose scenery from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And you could you could see how much fun they were having, mm-hmm. and that fun led to a lot of the chemistry that was there. Yeah, uh, you could you could feel the connection, and it worked, and it it felt very electric, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. That uh, anytime there's that kind of connection between characters, I don't need them to like each other or not like each other or whatever. Yeah, I just need to feel like these are two human beings who are having some sort of connection in a a real place. Yeah, and it was like not even. I liked how it was more just a we can benefit from each yeah. other rather than like they slowly like fall in love or something like throughout the film. It, yeah. it was just like a turning point where it's like, oh, you can help me you can scratch my back and scratch yours. Yeah. I also really I wish there was more of him. But a Rice Darby yeah. from uh, Flight of the Concord nope. shows up as like great. the homeless man. Great. Oh, man, uh, that whole scene was so good. Yeah. And yeah. I wish there like some reason they had. Shoe, shoehorned him in there more, but uh, it was just a nice little moment with him. Yeah. Um, he was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know of anything I would necessarily have wanted or wanted to change with the movie. Like, I, like I had a good time with it. Um, this felt like what it must be like to be twelve and watch Ready Player One. Right, right. This was, this was so much fun to me. This yeah. was uh, something where. Uh, I just I I sat back and, and grinned mm-hmm. like an idiot the whole time. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff there that is a little bit overdone here, a little bit underdone there, or it's a really hard balancing act mm-hmm. to to strike. But it avoided that uh, you know cranked up feeling of crank. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't get dreary. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what I felt like. Shoot 'em up and gamer, and that there yeah. were a couple there in that period of of a couple of years, and they all had this like gritty dreariness. Yeah, that that just sucked all the fun out of yeah, it. Yeah, shoot 'em up was like not fun at all. No. And this gave me the fun. It wasn't as good, but at the fun I had with like Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of the shoot 'em up version of Scott Pilgrim, and they had that kind of zany like. Not to quite the degree of Scott Pilgrim, but like that, like the video game over the top um, graphics and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, it was, I don't know. I like the the whole, I like the setup of it. I, I feel like maybe in the future, some dark story will come out in the news where something like this happens. It kind of reminded me of that documentary that came out um, a couple years ago. It was like uh, evil genius about the woman and they strap the bomb to the guy and make him go to the bank. It kind of reminded me of like a zany version of that story. So it's like, oh, I I mean, it's over the top and maybe something could come out of it that's true. And especially with how the internet is. Um, But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now... I also watched this. Uh, at one point, I was having so much fun with it yeah. that it wasn't because I was bored. It was because I was having so much fun. My brain instantly started to turn this into a Harry Potter sequel <laughs> where Harry Potter, having walked away from wizardry, yeah. is is just kind of like, man, wouldn't it be great to forget wizardry for a year? <laughs> Uh, but he accidentally cast this po- post-apocalyptic spell and a uh, bolts be attached to my hand spell, <laughs> and hilarity ensues. And I had so much fun once that was also bouncing around in my brain. Uh-huh. Uh Oh man. <laughs> if, or it's like he like a monkey paw curse where he wants yep. to just be a normal boy for a little yep. while, and it yep. just sets all these things in the motion where he's now part of this. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts butterfly effect. Yeah. And yeah. it just goes horribly. <laughs> Horribly wrong. <laughs> Did you know there's like some controversy around this, like the director and everything? Yes, because he had uh, he had posted something about critics. Um, yeah, there. Were, I had read a whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. It seems so uh, complicated. And he I, was accusing critics of being bullies and then he murderers? like Well, he. I was having a hard time following the story because I was just reading kind of a, a synopsis of it. Yeah, there was a critic who in a private thing had used a racial slur and then she got bullied for it. Um, and then she like, I think she like attempted suicide. So there was a whole thing behind that. And then he got on her side, like saying that like 
you guys bullied her into almost committing suicide, but then he gave out their like personal information so people could bully them. So he was like, like giving them the Circling hard time back and yeah. reinforcing and doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. it was, it was just like, what is happening here? And so he did, but he did it on the Twitter account for this film. Yeah. And so it was just like, well, everybody got upset about that. Yeah. And, well, uh, and the production company had to kind of circle back and say, no, 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 just, right. you know. But it was like the week this was coming out, so it like tanked it a bit. Strange. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if it like it would have done a little bit better. If I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like it was a wide release film anyway, so right. I'm not sure how they even go in and measure yeah. something like this kind of movie, how it performs, mm-hmm. because... Uh, you know that this had to only hit a couple of theaters. Yeah. And so you've got specialty markets. And then do those specialty markets really care about a director having a breakdown about another critic on Twitter when you've got Daniel Radcliffe with guns attached to his hands? Yeah. I right. just if I if I saw the trailer for this, I would just see Daniel Radcliffe with guns attached to well, his I hands. Well, I mean, I didn't know any about that when no. I when I saw the trailer. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if it was maybe it hurt the critical response to it. Maybe because it, it only has like a fifty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not a fifty-four percent movie. No, it's it's definitely a, a stronger movie than that. I could I could definitely see critics hating it just because yeah. it's outlandish violence. Right. Um, it, it's not like it has some moral center or redeeming value uh, from a. Oh, this has a message to deliver. Yeah, yeah. This film is saying something. Right. Uh, even though it is, but um, I don't know. I don't I, know. It might be like a 65, 70. Yeah. Somewhere in yeah. there. Like it's worth watching, but. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's worth watching. Yeah. I would, I would certainly put my time into the platform first. For sure. Uh, yeah. Now that's, I, it just, it just hit me, Clint. Yes. We need to do an entire episode. <laughs> called like Cine Platform or something where we put a bunch of movies on a platform and it just descends further and further down uh, and we lose good movies as the platform goes down. And I don't know how this works. Yeah. Just a, a thought in progress here. <laughs> but And we can uh, calculate it into the Cinetron and it can do it somehow. Like actually, some algorithm. now that you say that, I think that's what Cinetron's already doing. I guess when we get something yeah, like our next film, it actually is because we're really low down. <laughs> Yeah, well, also just kind of like the GL, it's like random where you end up. So yeah. Cinetron is kind Never of Never mind. Like, so we're already doing we're this. We're already in this prison Speaking of our own creation. Of, <laughs> our next film is the 2019, I don't know what genre I want to label this. It's a 2019 movie. And Thriller, drama. It's a movie. Yeah. It has all of the technical things that make a movie a movie. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have opposable thumbs. It has something resembling cinematography it doesn't have uh, a tail it doesn't have a tail it it has something resembling acting it's (laughs) it's a movie so serenity stars uh matthew mcconaughey all right all right right. he is uh baker dill this is a this is the character's name Mm -hmm. baker dill it sounds like a brand of pickle (laughs) i know baker is in the job someone would have when Uh they make bread Mm -hmm. and dill as in the flavoring that goes into a particularly popular breed of pickle. Yeah. Baker Dill. He's a fishing boat captain who leads tours off the tranquil enclave of Plymouth Island. And his peaceful life is soon shattered when his ex-wife Karen tracks him down. Desperate for help, Karen begs Baker to save her and their young son from her abusive husband. She wants him to take the brood out for a fishing excursion, then throw him overboard to the sharks. Uh, thrust back into a life that he wanted to forget, Baker now finds himself struggling to choose between right and wrong. Clint, <laughs> what did you think of Stephen Knight's Serenity? Who did Locke with Tom Hardy? He, a great film. I've never seen it, but I've heard. You've it. never seen no. Locke. I love Locke. Locke is this single character mm-hmm. in a car, always getting his phone calls. His entire life and night is kind of. Uh, descending into chaos in the course of this nighttime drive. It's let me, great. Let me ask you if it will survive this question. Okay. Imagine that that takes place in this world. Oh, no. So do you still... <laughs> no. 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 Imagine these are happening, happening simultaneously. No. So uh, just right up okay. front, before you even tell me, okay. let's just right up front, 
spoilers. Yeah, because for, yeah. there is no way yeah. I am discussing the, an inch mm. of this film without telling you exactly what idiocy it descends <laughs> into. Okay, I'm not going to use the word absurdity. This this was so stupid it offended me. <laughs> okay, for multiple reasons, uh, and I'll get into that. Yeah, but just spoilers ahead. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Okay, Clint, what do you think of Serenity? flashing red lights of spoilers? Flashing red light. This is the craziest movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it really is. Like. Not even outside of the realm of what happens in this movie. Yeah. Like, just the acting is so crazy. Yep. Um, the situations that he finds himself in are just The performances ludicrous. are almost as if they've been assembled from wildly different takes. Yeah. Very common on a, on a movie set when you're doing a scene is, okay, now give me a quieter take. Now give me an intense take. Now give me... You're feeling this way so that the editors have options. But then a good editor pieces those things together in a way that gives a good flow to a character. Mm -hmm. This, from one shot to the next, uh, they would bounce from high to low to... uh, Well, also, I think they... To me, it seemed like they were told that they were making a certain kind of movie Mm -hmm. and the movie wasn't that movie. So they were acting like in this super high dramatic like range, but it wasn't that film. So they're just like everybody, like Anne Hathaway and McConaughey and everyone's just like so brooding and not like no sense of fun or like um, realization to the stakes of what the situation Mm -hmm. is at all. It's it's just super dramatic the entire time. And the trailer built it that way. The trailer built it is this this erotic thriller or this right. very neo-noir yeah. kind of throwback. And it is not that film. It felt like a film from the 90s, mm-hmm. like early 90s. Um, I can't think of an example, um, but it, I <laughs> I feel like my jaw was just slack the entire time oh, yeah. watching. I was just like, oh, what yeah. is happening? Uh, like, it was like, I don't know if any of these act, like it made me question any movie I liked any of these people in because everyone is so bad. And they do not save the big twist for the end. No, I mean, it's it halfway through. Early, uh, when, when if, if you've not watched this, don't. Uh, you're, this no, do. It. Do. <laughs> you have to witness this train wreck. <laughs> Baker Dill figures out he's a character in a video game. He's told. He's told. By a character. Who, that that his son has in the real world his son has made has made a video game a like fishing game a, a fishing game yeah a fishing game that's the natural and, like thing a, a young boy would want to make sure he's a character in this game and everybody he's encountered is an NPC in this game yeah uh, and and so now you've got a neo noir that's definitely not working as a neo noir now we're told that somehow this kid has built some high-end AI-level video game where the characters are so real, and one of them gains sentience and awareness of the fact that he's in this video game. Which character is that? Well, so that gets confusing. Okay. But but the big thing is that it keeps going with the idea of, no, we're still a neo-noir. Yeah. No, now we're video game characters. But it's trying to do both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's where it gets confusing with the sentience thing because it's just like, so does he know that he's in a video game or is he just told that he's in a video game? Does he rise to it? It it really got muddy. It to me, it felt like it was somebody, okay, in our world who is given the act like actual proof that like God exists, yeah. and then he's got to rearrange his whole thought process. For now, how is this playing to my life? Yeah. But instead of God, he is told that you aren't real. You are just the figment of a boy's imagination in a video game um, being controlled. And you have like your there's no real fate to your like at all. Like, and what a weird way if you're a boy designing a video game and wanting to reconnect with your father through fishing. What a weird story to build Yes. For your fake father that's supposed to remind you of your real father. He like, gives there are lovers and there's yes. murder and there's feeding lovers to fish. And just like, what? He was a gigolo, basically. 
He was like pimping himself out to that woman, to Diane Lane, right? Is that who it is? But yeah. Yes. But, but this is this is what 14 and 15-year-olds would do. If, <laughs> if given the tools to make a video game, I would make a fishing simulator in which my fake father's lover wants him to kill her husband. That makes sense. That's how I connect with my dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because... <laughs> We're just, you can't see it. We're just sitting here shaking our heads this whole yeah, time. Yeah, I wish there were rocks in there so you could hear it. It's so baffling a film to watch. That The twist is the craziest twist in a film. It really is. That I've ever, like, to come up with that idea. Yeah. Okay. The idea, there is a version of a film where characters could find out that they're in a simulation that's created by somebody or... Guns Akimbo would have been better set up to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of film, you would believe it. But this high drama, like noir film, where you're <laughs> just a fisherman out on the open water of Florida, and then you realize your, your son has made a video game and you're the, <laughs> the main character. But but again, you're the main character is a fisherman yes. who is being asked to kill the husband of his lover. Yeah. It just what? So here's where this. Well, it was his ex-wife, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Here's here's where this offended me. This offended me on two levels. One is a is a moviegoer, is a film fan. What a stupid twist. Mm -hmm. But two, as a gamer, this offended me because in no world would I play this video game. No, ever. This is the worst video game concept ever conceived. Yeah, ever. Can you imagine playing a video game? Where the whole game was, hey, here's your ex-wife or whatever. She wants her husband dead. Take him fishing and feed him to sharks. What a stupid game. And he, <laughs> he made the game just for himself, though, too. I know. So he's experienced. Like, so he made it. He knows. Where, <laughs> he knows. He's playing it. as his father or is he just like, what's he playing as? What's. What's the objective there? I don't know who he is. Is, is he, he controlling he, his dad? Is, is it he the more guy like a try- story-based thing where he's just selecting options? Is he the guy trying to sell him the like fish finder thing? Because that guy's like the um That's the it, video game. It's actually a fish finder selling video game. <laughs> you're just you're an <laughs> entrepreneur and you're just tr- trying to sell your dad you're this fish hunt- finder, but he's so intent on killing his ex-wife's lover that you know You're trying to hunt down your father to sell him a fishing thing. <laughs> And that, and you just you keep messing up your timing and you can't get on the boat to do it. I I will agree with you. You you have to see this thing to believe how bizarre and bonkers it really is. It is nutso. It's out there, and it just it almost feels like a movie that twenty different directors sitting in a room laughing were just like, what if we each took five minutes? Of the worst possible concept you could come up with. And we'll come in and we'll all shoot five minutes and we won't try to match up at all. Just put that all together and let's see what happens. Even that would be, I think, a more entertaining result than this thing. This was, I can't believe this even got greenlit. I, I, he must have had some like almost pay, like blank check kind of situation from Locke, like where they're like, here, you just make what you want to. But I can't even believe this is the same director that did I Locke. Can, I can. I mean, Locke is such From what a, I know of that film and, and people really liked it, I, I was really surprised. You really should go watch it. It's yeah. so grounded and it's so, uh, it, it's just as phone calls are coming in, there are just different aspects of, of his life that's falling apart, but he can't get anywhere to do something about it. He's dealing with it all over the phone, and it, these calls are piling up, and he's got kind of three different situations erupting at once, one that's a family drama, one that's a personal drama, and then one that's kind of work, and these things are just all hitting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, a grounded, uh, satisfying drama. I'm not sure if I would have rather had the twist given to me in the end, or I kind of really appreciated that I had like 45 minutes more to see how it played out. I was like, oh, I already know this. How are we going to witness these characters, or at least McConaughey, like let this like sink into the situation and him realize what's happening then? Because the idea of, of somebody realizing their character, that their son is designed in an effort to reconnect with their 
real father. It's stretched, but I, I could get behind that if given a proper story. Uh, no, for me, no, because it's the same problem that I have, and I've told you this with Tron, <laughs> where I think Tron is a stupid idea. I think this is the same thing, but it's just like, well, what? I mean, at that point, what does it matter? It's like, this is, okay, this isn't real at all. I'm just like the figment of this kid's imagination in this world that's, like, I have no prospect of, get, like, getting out of the situation. I'm just the pawn of this child. Yeah. Um, so wh- why would you even continue on with, like, okay, she's not really my wife. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not real. Everything that I know about me is not real if you, if you buy into the situation. And maybe I missed it, but is the ex-wife the kid's mother then? Yeah. So uh, Anne Hathaway? Right. But so the kid making this game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a screwed up kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you do realize at the end when he, <laughs> when um, McConaughey is killing the fa- the um, stepfather, the boy is killing him in real life. Oh, I know. That, when you've already <laughs> taken a bonkers turn and you're just like, you know what? I got another one in me. And then you do it again mid-turn from the first bonkers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just wow. So, so then that brings up the question was, okay, was he controlling McConaughey? Because he's like, okay, finally, I'm going to kill this, my uh, stepfather in the game. And it's going to line up with me doing it in real life. He's like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to go do it in real life. Is it saying that video games drive you to real violence? Is it like, what's the... I, I don't understand the end game of this movie. Yeah, because it could have also just led him to go fishing. <laughs> just like he just like, uh, actually, I want to just maybe maybe living vicariously through his virtual father, killing his virtual stepfather. He was then able to find yeah. the strength within right, himself right. to. I'm sure in Stephen Knight's brain, yeah. that's the pitch. Right. And that's right. the depth of this thing. Yeah. It is not on screen. <laughs> it's not there. There's a lot on the screen, but some key um, points were missing for sure. Ooh, this movie, <laughs> Cinetron did us wrong. No, I think they did us. Per- he did us perfect. <laughs> this is the kind of crazy movie that's like great. I don't I mean, know. It was not a good movie, but it's. I think it definitely lent to some interesting conversation. <laughs> I I laughed a lot, and I wasn't laughing at the movie. I was laughing at the audacity mm-hmm. of what I was watching. It was it was surprising me at at such deep levels that I would just burst out laughing. Yeah. And at one point, I even looked around the room just instinctually, like, "Did you see that?" And I'm <laughs> I'm the only one in the room watching it. But it was that like, did anybody else just watch what just happened on yeah. that screen? I really like that the trailer doesn't hint at it at all. Like you just think it's this like romantic noir set on the Florida coast. Yeah. Yeah. But again, there's there's a trailer that lures the wrong audience into the theater. And I don't know what the right audience for this movie is. Um, But whoever it got in, it's the wrong audience. I wanted to ask you is is McConaughey – now, or always was, the Jimmy Buffett of actors. <laughs> because, like, he's been doing kind of a string of these. Like, he's just, you know, like, I'm only going to do it on the water. I Yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing as, like, a Jeff Bridges thing, where Jeff Bridges really has a, a certain kind of uh, comfort character that he goes to. Yeah. And, uh, and he enjoys and does well with. McConaughey is definitely the Jimmy Buffett kind of beach bum. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally did a movie called Beach yeah. Bum. Mud's almost there yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I lost a little respect for McConaughey in this. I, I want to believe that whatever was on the page in the script was interesting. Uh, because, man, this has talent attached to it. And I can't believe these people. Like, everybody is well-known yes people. To this. Yeah, everyone. Even small characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason just, Clark. Yeah, I, I cannot believe this drummed up. the and, and that's why, is this one of those movies where it just really fell apart midstream? Where they had something and then they changed things on the fly. And what came out of it just fell apart. Because... As is, I can't imagine the version of this that attracted all these people to it. Yeah. Well, I was reading a thing with um, 
they were talking about McConaughey and Anne Hathaway were both really upset because they really cut back on the promotion of this film because they were seeing like the company doing it. We're seeing like the test audiences, like we're not responding to mm-hmm. it. And they were like kind of saw on, on the, the writing on the wall, like this is not going to do very well. So they pulled back on that and they were really upset about like, they're like, they were mad that it wasn't getting the push it should have, they thought it should have been, but it's just like, I don't think you guys are understanding what this actually is. Well, or... Maybe they were just all too close to it. Maybe, maybe. he's really good at, at delivering a pitch that, that really sells all the levels that this thing is operating on in his mind. Right. But it just doesn't translate if you haven't written it from the ground up and, and put it together and worked on it. And I Maybe they, they really did believe in it. I don't know. Uh, maybe. It's a wild movie. Oh, it's... <laughs> It's wild. Watch it. it I'm having a hard time using those two words. Watch it. Cause I think it's definitely worth watching. It's so crazy. So so Clint rates this movie, watch it. Yeah. I rate this movie, watch out. <laughs> watch it and watch out. Watch this out. is not a good movie, but it's just like one of those where you have to witness it, I think. If you were standing in the middle of the street and this movie was speeding towards you, I would save your life by screaming, watch out. Clint would scream, watch it. And you would turn around like, what? And then you would get hit by this thing. So I'm just saying, watch out. Well, I mean, I watch it, but watch out. <laughs> but ten, but uh, depending on the car, it might be a big payday for you. <laughs> it might, if it's a Jag or something, you get hit, they can pay your bills. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Might so be worth it. The platform, 100% watch that thing. Uh, you can find it on Netflix. It is well worth your time. Uh, Guns Akimbo is on Amazon. It's a fun little actioner. Not the greatest movie in the world, but uh, you'll enjoy yourself. Yeah. Serenity, watch out. But watch no, it. It but is watch free out. on Amazon if you have it. It so is you don't, free. Yes. Yeah, so it is free. You don't have to pay anything extra, just as long as you have a subscription. But it's definitely worth throwing on, like in this situation we're all in. <laughs> Like, just like, I, w- I need to see something ridiculous to take my mind off this, that this is the movie to do it. It's, again. It's not a good movie. I can't say it enough. It is a movie. It's, yeah. It's, it's a it has, real mm-hmm. live movie that has movie features and fits all of the categories that would define it as a movie. I mean, if you're it's really important. into seeing a sunbaked McConaughey on a boat, I mean, that might be the... There is an actor... On a set, in a place, with music. They were out on the filmed open, with open moving water, pictures. Man. This is real it's, life. It's a movie. <laughs> it's it is a film. <laughs> it's about as dismissive as I can get. It's <laughs> it is a movie. But didn't you get some kind of enjoyment out of it? I got enjoyment out of thinking about us talking about it. Yeah. I oof. I so you guys out there, watch it and then write in and see uh, and tell us how much you. Uh, They're dis- too busy writing about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> that is your fault. They're <laughs> <laughs> not going to write about this. Oh man, uh, we will not be serenading this forward. <laughs> I'm going to buy a copy and then. Oh, no, 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 Clint. All right. Well, you ready to see what Centron gives us this week? Yeah, let's All do right. it, Ken. Let's let's hope for for something. More movie than this. <laughs> this was a lot of movie. Though. This was. Dead center. The dead center? What's that? Let's take a little quick look. Oh, fun. Um, I always love this when, like, you give me the look of, what is this film? I don't know. <laughs> you programmed everything into Sinatron. You tell me what dead center is. Please tell me it's a zombie film that takes place in the center of the earth. <laughs> like in the molten core? <laughs> yes. It's about a band of explorers that, uh, I got nothing there. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like that movie Core. Yep. But then they go down there and there's like these demon uh, yep. like And they start zombies. turning them into zombies every time they get bitten. Yeah. And then they go to the surface and it. Yeah. yeah. And then they find out the characters in video game and it would work better because that sounds like a video game. <laughs> All right. So here it is. The Dead Center is about a troubled psychologist who helps a mysterious patient that's brought to the emergency psych ward. The patient's in a catatonic state, uh, and the doctor's trying to help him. But apparently, uh, it's got a, got a little bit of a supernatural thriller element to it. Uh, he unleashes some sort of evil. So it's got uh, Shane Carruth, who's from Primer and Upstream Color. He was the director. Yeah. And, uh, okay, this, this looks good. It's got good reviews, too. Really good reviews. Yeah. Audiences aren't big fans of it, but critics are. <laughs> From the trailer, now that I remember it, um, seeing the little picture, it, it looks like a really like a fun little indie flick. So hopefully it's good. Okay. If not, it's Cinetron's fault. Well, yeah. Huh. Oh, great. This is really what we need this week. Hollywood Reporter says hey, that it makes hospitals seem even scarier than they already <laughs> are. Good pick, Cinetron. <laughs> Just at a time where well, maybe hospitals are about the scariest thing on the planet. Maybe it's more in a um, like supernatural kind of way rather than like a soul-crushing, uh, true-to-life situation. I guess. Maybe. I guess. Like we are in right now. <laughs> we're not in a soul-crushing situation yet. It's getting there, Ken. It's rapidly getting there. <laughs> but we're not there yet. We're not close enough, but I'm sure for a lot of people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh if you're at home, start watching these things with us and write in. Let us know what you think. It'd be fun when we review some of these Cinetron spins if we hear from you as well. Uh, we're at www.cinebabblecast.com, and you can write in there or uh, just send an email to contact at cinebabblecast.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, just about everywhere. You can always put a message there and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm feeling pretty good, Clint. Yeah, we did it. ready to forge this virus-stricken world. Yeah. Let's All right. This do is it. new world. Swinging. We're going right. swinging. Well, this has been episode 22. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed yourselves and uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, hear from to us. Keep soon. your distance. Keep your distance. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>